bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nugget burger of sundae voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Welcome to the Herald Express Devon Live Yellow Army podcast oh, this week. You've covered it all there. I've got all the bases Guy. covered this yeah, week. Yeah. David and Guy with you this week. Richard's away working, so um, so we're holding the fort for him this week. Yes, and 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 quite a happy fort. Yeah, four relatively points. Relatively speaking. Four points in the bag since we last spoke. Yeah. Um, and, um, things look a little better with four points in the bag, don't they? Yeah, and, and uh, when you look back on it now... Uh, that 2-1 win at Southport, that, that Rory Keating stoppage time winner, how important does that look now? Yeah. Uh, uh, a point at Southport would not really have been good enough. No. No. And I think that was reflected in the way that the two, both teams, uh, and we'll come to the the whole run-in relegation picture in a yeah. minute, but yeah, that's both teams yeah. knew that they had more or less had to win that match. And the last half an hour at Southport probably reflected that yeah um took his goal well didn't he yeah took it well we'll talk about rory in a bit more detail a little bit later on a very good piece of counter-attack down the middle with dan sparks um laying on the yeah the the, the final pass with (laughs) poor old jamie reed screaming for the ball (laughs) on the left hand side he must have uh, i wonder if jamie reed looked at that final pass to keating and went if he doesn't put this in there (laughs) 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 that's what strikers do (laughs) isn't it yeah (laughs) but uh history yeah. confirms that Rory Keating did indeed stick it in the net. I quite enjoyed uh, moving swiftly on to Tuesday. I yeah. quite enjoyed that partnership playing together up yes, front. I think Williams and Harrod had done a good job up until that point. You yeah, know, they, without they, they, much end they'd product. They slogged really. it through. Hadn't yeah, they? that's right. Williams had a decent turn and shot in the first yeah. half, which the keeper good had to save. save. Yeah, um, uh, I, they, they they did work hard, and that's yeah. why I think we've chatted on this this podcast before about. If you're going to deploy the four strikers that yeah. United have got at the moment that way, I, I, I'm in the camp which says start with Williams and Harrod, yeah. draw the opposition defence into a game, send your younger impacty players on yeah. um, and uh, that, for the last 20 minutes, half an hour. And that's how Nicholson played it on Tuesday night and I think it, it yeah. worked. I thought it was quite bold to put them both on at the same time to and make the switch. Well, I think we all looked at each on. other in the box, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, on Tuesday night, and think, oh dear, that's that's a uh, yeah, it's a bit early for a, for a change like that. But no, uh, it, it, it it was the right thing to it do. It was the right yeah. thing to do in retrospect. Yeah. I think uh, um, Reed has this ability to to bring his sort of pace and freshness to bear on those situations. And Rory Keating, what did Nicholson describe him afterwards as like a bottle of fizzy pop? Um, you yeah, know, you take yeah. the top off and woo, <laughs> here we go. He does um, get stuck in, doesn't he? He oh likes no. to get in the faces of the defenders. Absolutely, and, you know he's um, absolutely he's a bother um, for them, isn't he? Yeah, and and that's exactly you know uh, um, the the type of thing you want yeah. your attacking yeah. substitutes to do. And I, I, I I'm not surprised, and and I'm also of the view that that United do badly need another centre yeah. forward. Yeah. I, I'm, with all due respect to Williams and Harrod and Reed and and and. Rory Keating, uh, I, I just believe that if United are going to get over the line here and stay up, yeah. they need somebody else to come in. They're and, hard to find at this stage of well, the season. Well, they, they are. And I know United fans are, are probably a little bit frustrated at the moment because they're well aware that the club have been trying to 
uh, it appears that that um, you know Clark Osborne and Gaming International have freed up some money for them to go and get go and get more mm-hmm. than a championship 19 year old um, yeah. but at this stage of the season it's bloody hard and I know that this Saturday when United have not got a fixture yeah. that uh, all hands uh, are out and about uh, either scouting forthcoming opponents yeah. uh, um, uh, in the case of Kevin Nicholson who I'm pretty sure is going to have a look at Wrexham uh, who we play Saturday, Saturday week, week. Yeah. Um, uh, and other people are out watching Strikers and and potential the potential signings, but you're right. It is it is very tough to get yeah. that kind of a player to, as Nicholson has said, to come down and um, uproot yeah. at least for t- for eight or nine games, which it'll be. Of course, it, it's it's less than ten now. Yeah. Now I, I enjoyed Tuesday night's match for a nil nil draw. I thoroughly enjoyed Tuesday. Night's I think it match. had a it, tension it, and a dynamism about it. It was it. a it proper w- set too, wasn't quite. it? It yeah. wasn't great football at times, and there's no point pretending that it was. No. But you had United, the underdogs, up against a team which could afford to leave two strikers who <laughs> yeah. scored twenty nine goals be able to do between that. them. Yeah. Yes, Andy Cook and um, James Norwood on the bench. Um, Getting stuck in, hanging in there, which they had to yeah. for long periods during that second half, and it created its own sort of excitement. And the crowd, who let's face it, had booed United off the pitch, and probably well justified yeah. in doing so after the Geisley defeat ten days before, uh, really got into it. And they and hung around to applaud them. And they the hung around well, to, they? Yeah. To, to, yeah. to and and as Nicholson said afterwards, you can usually tell how you play from the reception of the crowd at the end. Yeah. And um, for a nil-nil draw, uh, uh, and I can understand Nicholson saying that the longer it went on, you know, I, you know, at half time, I'm sure he would have gone, yeah, I'll take a point. The longer it went on, I can understand him feeling if we can just provide a one good pass here yeah. and one good yeah. finish, we might even nick this. But um, and I a, think word, a word for Damon Lathrop had, had a pretty torrid evening, but didn't he rattle the bar with that shot as and, well? And was it a left foot volley? I'm not sure. Uh, uh, of course, I think I'm right in saying that Damon Lathrop still has never scored a senior goal in his career. Um, he has he gone close. He won't once get much closer than that. No, no, it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a real good effort, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, um, cracker. And uh, uh, again, even though he didn't have a great match by his best standards, Dan Sparks is always liable to pull yeah. out the type of cross that, that brings you a goal. And I, I think it is where part of where United are at the moment, that, that, that even yeah. when he does stick three or four in there during the course of a game, United don't look enough like they're going to finish one no. of them. And that's why they... they, they uh, I think in order to to make sure that they do stay up or to have a better chance of staying up, they need to get another one in. Yes, indeed. But I'm not alone in that camp. There was a lot to enjoy on Tuesday night. We should mention as well a couple of the couple of the peripherals for the game. First oh. of all, whoever was doing the music on Tuesday night loved it. The pre-match music, you know, it it, it was it was top draw. I, I was chit chatting to people before that, so I missed some of that. No, uh, it was well well anybody your, who your... plays doves during the pre-match. Oh, um, well done. Yeah, 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 good. yeah I, I, I was. Uh, uh, what what do they call it? Not contacting. You were pressing or, the flesh, yeah, pressing weren't you? The you flesh, were you were missed right, yeah. as well. People were saying, "Is Dave here?" Yeah, I said, "Yeah, yeah he'll just well, be moving funnily, among the crowd." Funnily, yeah, I, funnily enough, I, I spotted a couple of people that, that was quite interesting. Mike Dean, Premier League referee, turned up on Tuesday night with his daughter to watch the match. Um, he's a big Tranmere fan. That's oh, why is he? he was yeah, here, yeah. And John yeah. Gittin strolled past me, which yeah. is nice uh, to, to see him. Um, uh, uh, not quite sure why he was down here, but uh, um, he does come down. He works for the FA now, so maybe yeah. he's a 
fact-finding mission. Um, and uh, so, so yeah, there was a few luminaries uh, hanging it's around good to on, see, isn't on it? Tuesday night. Yeah. And th- this one will infuriate the trolls who uh, who don't like our podcast when it gets all a bit cardigan and slippers. But the grub at halftime was top notch as well. It's, it's starting to get a bit worrying. I think we're going to have to start making a bit of a contribution, aren't we? we, we the, I um, think we are. The, the, the people who sit in the luxury seats in front of us <laughs> during, during the game often bring halftime fare, don't they? They do. Brioche swirls. Well, it's, we it's, it's, it was a cut above, wasn't it? It's got it? completely out of hand now, isn't it? We're normally, normally a donut will, will suffice, <laughs> yeah. won't it? But we're, we're it, it, all individually wrapped and everything. It's, it's uh, we, we're going to have to we're going to have to fight back with something are. in a bit, aren't we? <laughs> I think we're, it's the right thing to do. Yeah, we'll, I know. Uh, I know a nice. Uh, I, I know a shop that does a very nice Eccles cake, <laughs> and I'm thinking of uh, thinking of visiting that on them. Right, we've given the game away now, though, haven't we? But yeah, that's a couple of things off the pitch that we enjoyed on Tuesday as well. Now, after the Eastley game, which is next Tuesday, because yep. we have a blank Saturday, uh, we're going to have to do without Jared Hodgkiss, yes. aren't we? and I think this is a more of an issue than some at Playmore may may believe. I think he's been a massive plus. I thought he had. I know he gave gave the ball away. A couple of his longer balls went astray in the yeah. closing stages, and sometimes that remains with people longer than it should. I thought he had a terrific game defensively on yeah. on uh, Tuesday night. He's very vocal as well, isn't oh, he? Keep, keeps, the, keeps the back four in line, and whether they like it or not. Correct. Yeah. Doesn't he let people know yeah. uh, the time of day? And that, that has been a huge, huge plus. United are not the loudest team in the league by a long way. In fact, they're probably one of the quietest. Yeah. And he, he's been a big, big plus in that. And I, I've I think Kevin Nicholson has got a horrible feeling that Kidderminster will put their foot down and say, no, we want him back now. Yeah. Um, well, he's, played, he's played well would, for us, hasn't oh, he? Oh, he's yeah. been a big plus. Yeah. And, and all right, United will, looks like they'll probably have to shift uh, Giancarlo Galifuoco, possibly a man Verma, yeah. back to right back. Uh, and they're both steady eddies, and I'm sure they'll, yeah. they, they, whichever one of them gets a job will we'll, we'll, we'll do okay. But um, I think, I think Hotchkiss has been a a real plus it'll he be sad to see him go you never know they might manage to persuade he's if one of those fullbacks who when he hits the ball it stays hit yeah, yeah yeah and yeah. he's not a big chap is he no. he's 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 uh, but he, he the the the, the the hole is bigger than the sum of the parts sometimes with him and he's uh, we'll be sorry to see him go if he does indeed another player who um who <laughs> caught the eye possibly for all the wrong reasons on um Tuesday night was Miles Anderson yeah um, might he nearly scored one of the top own goals. Oh, now I did exactly the same thing to my mate Neil up here at the top of the road here at Barton Downs. Did you really? Yeah. Um, I laid the ball back to him Is this back a few in the years days. Ago now? One or two years ago, yeah. when the back in the days when the goalkeepers could pick the ball up. Oh no! <laughs> um, and I laid the ball. I thought quite cleverly back to him, but I didn't realise he was standing right beside me yeah. at the time. So yeah. we both stood there and watched the it ball roll in. It was a rolling. similar scenario, wasn't it? It was. It Not, was. He wasn't standing. Quite next to Miles no. Anderson, but he was much too close to be knocking that back. He was. I mean, to be fair, it did veer off target a little bit before Towards the, end, the end. Brendan Moore got back into yeah. it. Um, uh, I saw Brendan Moore after the game, and I said, "There you are. <laughs> that was a reward for some of the doggies you do in training, because <laughs> without a decent sprint on you, you'd never have got back there." But uh, yeah. no, it was it was an almost it was a, a hot stopping. It moment, was almost it? one of those YouTube moments, wasn't yeah. it? And, um, but then Miles ended the game in some pain, didn't he? When yeah. I, it was a, it was a, it was an awkward challenge, wasn't it? He went over the top. Well, of it was the ball the, the bounced forward. up off the pitch. Yeah. And, and uh, Anderson, uh, Miles Anderson, couldn't actually sort of 
get a clean header at it. So he sort of leant over the guy. Normally, yeah. when you go up for a header in those situations, you, you don't elbow the opponent, but you, you it's the old yeah. arm leverage stuff, and you, you get a bit of help. He couldn't get his arm up over the, the defender, so he just had to put his head yeah. kind of in there without any protection. And uh, he took a hell of a crack on the nose, yeah. broke his nose. There was, uh, there was a certain was, amount of claret there, wasn't there? There was, was um, yeah. and uh, hopefully it's stopped I, by I, now. I, th I think, uh, well, it has. I've seen the photographs, though. It's 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 not claret. It's it's rather dark blue bruising right across yeah. the, uh, the the front of his face. Uh, and uh, I think we're moving into uh, Tim Sills territory. Are we? Oh, he's a Zorro mask is coming I out. I think so. It? Yes. Um, I mean, United fans will get all uh, leery-eyed about this, yes. won't they? Uh, but um, they'll remember that. What is it? Seven, eight years ago now. Yeah. Oh dear. Um, on the run, I forget the game. Was it? In, did he pick the injury up in training or in a match? I can't remember. But that was a cheekbone remember. injury rather yes, than his was. nose, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. And he ended up wearing that mask for the playoff final at at, uh, at Wembley against Cambridge, didn't he? And Zorro uh, Mark II. We printed one in the paper as well, well didn't that, we? That was the other thing. Of, course, of course, it coincided with those terrific posters being produced, yeah. wouldn't they, with Tarzan and uh, yes, the various yeah. other ones, and um, Tim Sills in, in the, the Zorro mask, and of course it completely ruined his performance at Wembley. Didn't, didn't it, it just? Uh, yeah. But, uh, United won 2 0, and he headed the winner. But you know, let's hope that Miles Anderson, yeah. who I understand uh, United are going to be off now, They're, they are in on Saturday, Sunday, Monday mm -hmm. for the players for the, tu for the Tuesday game. Yeah. So, and I think he's having the mask fitted Friday. Yeah. So he'll get a good two days of training in it. I think that, that's always a, an issue with when you when you're going to when you break a nose. I. I, I Remember many years ago, and uh, here we are. We'll have a clearing of throats. Steve Cooper, yeah. um, <coughs> yes, and yeah. you will not come across a braver centre forward than Steve Cooper. He was, he was almost too brave for his own good, wasn't he? In yeah. terms of putting his head in, and uh, 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 he broke his nose one day. And I remember Bruce Rioch was manager, um, and. There was no mask involved in those days. You just played on with yeah. broken nose because you couldn't do much more damage than... Well, it's already broken, isn't it? Yeah. And the next game was away to York City. We're talking about 1981, 82 times, something like that. And uh, Coops, who, who I would argue with anybody that he was amongst the bravest centre-forwards yeah. that ever to have pulled on Agreed. a talkie shirt, Absolutely. he could not do it with a, with a broken nose. And Bruce Rioch, I think he actually even pulled him off at one stage, you know, or took him off the pitch yeah. and, and replaced him, which was unheard of. You didn't, you didn't, ta you didn't take, take Cooper off, Cooper yeah. off the pitch. Um, and until it mended, he just didn't have that confidence to put his head in. And we all saw him put his head in places mm. where he really yeah. shouldn't have bothered, you know, and, uh, and got it and duly, nearly got it kicked off. Interesting, the mindset. So yeah. I think it, it'll be good for Anderson to get the yeah. mask on, have a couple of training sessions, get some headers in, maybe take a bang or two, yeah. just to sort of give him that confidence. Yeah. No, nothing awful's going to happen. It's going to be fine. Because yeah. he's been a plus for us, hasn't he, Anderson? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought he, funny enough, I, I thought he, one or, one or two moments on Tuesday night against Tranmere, they are a decent team, so it's worth yeah. factoring that in. Um, it just got turned a couple of times, and, and um, he's so, the thing with Miles Anderson, he's so desperate to win, go and win the ball, yeah. and to do his job that he sometimes gets himself into situations where um, you know with a bit more sort of experience and judgment you might go no, I, don't know. I, I can't get yeah. there I'll, I'll, I'll make sure he doesn't turn me and all that kind of stuff 
Um, but although he's 27, of course, he, he, he's, he's not had an awful lot of English senior no. uh, appearances under his belt. He's obviously had that three years in Italy when I, we sort of assumed that he was playing pretty regularly, but that's not quite English lower league different, football, different, isn't it? Isn't it? It's yeah. different. Yeah. And he's, he's really keen to win the ball, and uh, sometimes he just has the, the, the odd moment. And, uh, and then, of course, there was, was that back pass. Yeah. We'll let, it, we'll let him have we'll it. Yeah, exactly. He's had his, he's had don't his do one it again. Man. No, yeah, quite. That's, that's no, fine. No. We'll no. let him have Last word on, on Tuesday's game then. Is half an hour enough for Rory Keating? Do you think that's it? I guess a lot of people before the game, people on the forums, people on the pop side saying, why don't we start with Rory Keating? Or is he better as an impact player for half an hour? I, I don't think the three or four minute cameos at the end of the games do him justice. Well, I, I think it's interesting, isn't it, that, 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 that he's, he's, he's now on the, on the path of Two or three, four minutes. He got ten minutes at yeah at Southport on Saturday and scored. He got half an hour on Tuesday night. He's on that path. Yeah. I agree with Kevin Nicholson. I don't think he's a starting striker no. yet. Uh, and the the name that springs to my mind is Elliot Benyon. Um, yes, Elliot Benyon yeah. when he was a yeah. young striker first at Torquay in that first couple of years certainly the first season. I think Elliot Benyon ended up with about ten or twelve goals that year. And he had far more substitute appearances, the bench, and they were all off the bench. Off the bench. They, yeah. And people yeah. used to slaughter Paul Buckle and said, "Ah, oh, you don't know what you're doing. For goodness' sake, this bloke comes on and runs it, runs riot, yeah. and always scores. Why don't you start with him?" And then, after a while, Buckle said, "Well, almost went. Well, go on then." Threw him in, and Elliot Benyon wasn't nearly as effective no. as a starting striker. He wasn't. He just hadn't developed physically and and you know technically enough to start. He got there yeah. in the end, and as we all know, United sold him to Swindon for under a thousand quid in the end. But you have to trust the manager sometimes. He yeah. sees him every day of yeah. the week, or whatever it is, five days a week. He knows what level the player is yeah. at, uh, and the world is full of people who look great when they come off the substitutes bench. And it's a different matter when you yeah. start against a fresh defender who's. Um, so we, so we like. I think we're agreed. We like this idea of Williams I think and that's that softening a defence up. Yeah, and then that's right. Throw him um, on. And I think that's perfect for him. Yeah, um, uh, and he can come on, you know, running full of running. Uh, central defenders looking around. Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> what are they sending Who's him? This? What are they yeah, sending so him yeah, on for? Yeah, now? exactly. You know, um, I think that's, it's right for him at yeah. the moment. Now, looking a little bit further ahead, obviously, there's the Eastley game on Tuesday night. Yeah, very important. Very important. I mean, they all are now, aren't they? And this yeah. is the, we're on the run-in into, in, into the end of the season, aren't we? Yeah, which brings us, because you wanted to talk a little bit about the, about the run-in. Yeah, the I, 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 I think it's getting to the real, you know, um, squeaky bum time, yeah. isn't it? Um, uh, I, I've looked at, I've looked at the, the, the situation at the bottom of the table. I've looked at the fixtures. Um, and uh, I've a f- I've a feeling that at the moment, without uh, stand to be proved horrendously wrong, I think that result against Southport last Saturday um, mm-hmm. was sort of it wasn't the final nail in their coffin, but it's there yeah. are, there's only a couple to go. Uh, uh, Southport's um, next few games, um, they got Braintree who are on a decent run yeah. and pulling out of trouble. Yeah. They got Woking at home, which is a massive game for both of those yeah. clubs. Because Woking are still very much in the uh, Absolutely. In the mess, and they've they? then got Tranmere away, York away. Now, uh, yeah. uh, uh, you, we'll come to York in a minute. The point is that, is that as we stand, uh, Braintree, uh, 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 sorry, Southport are 
several our points adrift yeah. at the moment. So they need a big turnaround, and I can't really see them doing it. They also finish with Forest Green, Tranmere, and Lincoln as their last three matches. Really? So, <laughs> so if they're going to have any hope of getting out, yeah. they have to they have, done to have it done by then. By then, yeah. and I, I, I just can't see them no. doing it. You know, sadly for them. Um, similarly, North Ferriby. Um, they've got a, a pretty tough run of fixtures between now and, as we all know, the last day of the season is at, is yeah. at, is at Plainmore. Uh, I, I have a feeling that North Ferriby will find it a hell of a job to get out of the situation they're in. Braintree um, are currently on 42 points and mm. um, I think um, you know they've got enough. And they're on a bit of a run as well, aren't they? They're, that, they're doing... The form is okay. That's right. Yeah, and I, I, I just think um, uh, uh, I think they'll get out. Yeah. I, th- I think Braintree will get enough points to get out. So we are talking, if 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 that those calculations are right, of two from four, and the and the four are York, yeah. Woking, Torquay, and Maidstone. Um, yeah. Now the 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 odd ones out in all of that, I think, are York. Uh, and they they are they've only won six matches all season, six matches yeah. all season. They they've drawn fifteen, admittedly, but they've only lost one of their last nine in the league. Yeah. They're obviously in the middle of a FA Trophy semi-final against Lincoln. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, uh, but they are in the right slap bang in the middle of a schedule that forces them to play eight games in twenty six days. So that's you know yeah. three game a, a game every three days. Um, I just have a feeling that they've got the games to do it. Uh, yeah. um, uh, uh, they are. Um, they've got Southport at home next week. Um, uh, they've still got to play Braintree at home, Bromley at home. Uh, the ga- uh, they've got to play Woking as well. They, they've got the games to get out, and yeah. they also have the ability, I think, to pull off one or two surprise results. And I, I, I could possibly see them getting yeah. just enough points to stay up. I think it's touch and go uh, Woking I think are in trouble yeah um, uh, they've got some quite tough fixtures they've got Gateshead away this Saturday Gateshead are flying and, and at the yeah. moment and think they can get in the playoffs they've got Braintree away they've then got two crucial home games against Maidstone and Sutton yeah uh, now they need to win both those matches because from then on it's pretty tough um, finishing off at Dagenham on the last day of the season, well, yeah. they'll almost certainly need that. I know you get weird results at this time of year. You do, and, and there's always one team that is. does a York and pulls away from the bottom. And there's, there's usually one team that drops in from above, isn't there? There usually is. I, I just can't quite see that happening at the moment. Okay. Torquay, um, they are, I, th- I think they, just because they got four points from the last two matches, the job is is still going to be touch and go, I think, and that's why uh, you know we've been saying that we still think they yeah. badly need another striker. Do you think Maidstone are the team that that might it might come down to Torquay or Maidstone? I think it, you're absolutely right. I, yeah. I think Maidstone have, have, have got uh, a very uh, they've got Sutton home and Woking away in their next two matches. I'm pretty sure that's correct. Yeah, uh, which are two big big games, and of course. The whole point about these situations is, with only nine or ten matches left, yeah, you knock two out of it, and you're starting to run out of matches to get the to get yeah. the point to get the yeah. points you need. Um, and they have a very very tough finish: Forest Green away, Lincoln at home, Tranmere at home. So they've got the top three. Exactly, yeah. they've yeah. got the top yeah. three. A little bit like 
one of the other teams. Said, uh, yeah. Southport. Yeah. 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 Um, so Maidstone, uh, um, th- their home pitch isn't nearly as big an advantage, it seems, to them as, it, as Sutton's is to them. Mm. Sutton have got a very, very good yeah. home record on their ground. Um, Maidstone have had a good run, they've improved, and they've given themselves a chance of staying up, including beating United, who were very poor that day yeah. at the Gallagher Stadium recently. But I think they've got, they've also got, they, they've got games like Gateshead away, uh, Wrexham away, yeah. who've picked up are going quite well. Um, uh, so and, it's and we we still have to play North Ferriby, obviously. We still got to play North We've Ferriby on the last day of the season. We've got to play obviously Wrexham away, uh, Solihull Moors away. I think that's a, a match United yeah. really will yeah. have to get something out of. Uh, Chester at home, I, I think, is a is a must win match yeah. for United. They're in mid table and they're not playing all that well at the moment. Famous last words. Aldershot away is tough. Lincoln away is obviously tough. Yeah. You then finish with Braintree at home. I think that may well shape up as a yeah. must-win. Dover away. Yeah. Question mark. North, North Ferriby at home on the last day of the, oh. on the last day of the season. Uh, I, you know, uh, United really need to. And the the, the reason why I, I think a lot of us were encouraged about Tuesday night was that United did not play particularly well in football terms on Tuesday night. Tramley were the better side. Yeah. No surprise about that. They were quicker, more confident, etc. But United got stuck in. Gave it a proper go. <coughs> yeah. Excuse me. And that is what, if anything, will keep them up. They are not going to Barcelona their way out of this. They have got to put a whole series of gutsy performances together, yeah. snatch goals off set pieces and less possession, all that kind of stuff, the sort of things that got them out of trouble last yeah. year. And I think one of the big things that was worrying everybody until this last couple of matches, the Geisley horror shows, the Sutton horror shows, etc. Been too many of them, haven't they? Yeah, was, yeah. was that there was not enough guts out on the pitch, and whether uh, Mr. Chris Fleet, the uh, yes, of course, uh, Chris uh, is, uh, <laughs> the United long-standing goals fan and hypnotherapist, has had any effect at all, uh, which apparently <laughs> uh, yeah. that they had a couple of sessions with him last week and another one before the Tranmere match. Whether he's helping or not. Every, um, any little bit that exactly. helps has got to be good, yeah. isn't it? Uh, yeah. uh, and United are going to have to to graft out a, at least a couple of results, yeah. which we, which on paper you might think, ooh, can they get anything there or not? Well, they're going to have to. It must have been good for for the manager because he said to them, didn't he, before the Southport game, he needed to know which of those players had his back. Yes. And since then, the two performances have been have been pretty sparky, haven't they? Well, you know, you you, you do know. Is it, what is it? What is it? You play your way to promotion. You fight your way out of relegation trouble. Yeah. And if you don't fight, you go down. Uh, and that was the, for me the, the pluses of the last two results. They got four points through basically not giving in and hanging in there yeah. until, until they actually got across. The, the final whistle comes, and that's the only way you're going to get out of this. And uh, and United, at least in the last couple yeah. of performances, have shown that they appear to be able to deliver that. But we still need a striker. You'd oh, I, I'm sorry yeah. for the ones that are in there, but I think so. Uh, um, uh, ma- mainly because if you just look at it brutally from a statistical point of view, you know Brett Williams, we all know, is a is a decent finisher, but he needs a uh, um, you know a centre forward to play yeah. off. Sh- Sean Howard is a thoroughly professional, experienced striker. But I don't think even he would would claim to be in the first flush of youth. Um, J- Jamie Reed, we've already covered the Jamie Reed, yeah. uh, uh, Rory Keating yeah. scenario. 
it, are those four strikers going to deliver enough goals over the last nine games of the season to, to earn the points to uh, uh, I know it's not just down to strikers and hopefully Dan Sparks will chip in with a couple and maybe even Damon Lathrop will lash one in yeah. from, uh, uh, oh, a couple the, of inches and, lower and, and Luke Young will, yeah. you, of course you, you want those players to chip yeah. in but um, I just think a bit like Blissett last year and I know we're much nearer to the end of the season than we were then um, you know, Blissett scored eight goals in sixteen games last season, yeah. and statistically did speaking, yeah. it did the job. Did the job. Okay, well, thank you very much for joining us. This has been the Yellow Army podcast from the Herald Express. No Devon game Live. on Saturday. What are we no going games to do? What, what are you, you're going I, I'm, gardening, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sorry. The bike's coming the out. Bike's coming out. That's yeah, quite I'm, a good uh, idea. We've got. Uh, I'm going to try and get back to to watch Milan San Remo on uh, on Saturday afternoon. The closing stages of. Uh, yeah. Do my uh, Mark Cavendish? No, no, sorry. <laughs> no, enough now. I'll never look like Mark Cavendish again. We'll see you for uh, for football and brioche swirls at Plainmore on Tuesday, Tuesday night. Tuesday night, Eastleigh, seven forty-five, Eastleigh. Thank you for listening. <laughs>